0: Hello, everyone. This is Angela Ye, founder of Yay Ideology and our Thrive But Design Masterclass program for creatives and change agents who pivot. In our podcast today, Designing Futures, we have another amazing guest that I'm um, excited to share this conversation with you all. We've got um, Howard Nick with us here today. And just really quick, this is one of our first podcasts for 2022. Uh, Last episode, you guys were listening to Sarah De Silva, who leads Hilo, who specializes in material sciences and uh, consulting with major corporations on materials, and just how fascinating that is and how important that industry changed. So definitely go back and listen to that if you haven't had a chance to hear that. Designing futures, we're talking about the world of design strategy innovation people who are in the business of being change agents for corporations and for an evolving industries and markets and howard is definitely no newbie to this he's highly seasoned and he's worked in every facet of this industry helping from the consultancy side to the corporation side and i would love to share with you kind of the journey that howard's been on let's just Let's just unpack this right here. Let's get some insights on what's it been like to be a creative, you know, professional in this space. So, Howard, great, so excited to have you here.
1: It's my pleasure to be here.
0: I think it might be a a good way for people to understand all that insight that you bring to the table. Can you give us a little history of how you, you know, your journey in this design industry? Can you talk about how you see your beginning? Because you've been in some of the best, you know, agencies and corporations.
1: Do we have three to five hours? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and let's let's focus on. I guess we we have to truncate this. So you guys should definitely go take a look at a peek at Howard's uh, profile in LinkedIn. But I mean, you were. I mean, one of your more first formidable stages in your career was at Frog Design, right? Yeah. Um, and you were, in fact you moved up within um, that organization. Uh, I think, what did you start out as we were a senior industrial designer? You yes, really transferred in that, you really like evolved there quite a bit, quite.
1: Yeah, um, so my, my story is unfortunately uh, quite long. I'd, I'd like for it to have been shorter, but you know, when I look at it now, um, I, I look back and um, it's been an amazing ride. I, I did start, luckily at an amazing company, uh, my dream company at the time to work for. Frog Design uh, and IDEO, the two big ones back in the 80s and 90s, um, they were the biggest and best, uh, the most innovative, um, the greatest minds, the best talent got to work there. And so as a young design student, uh, it was my dream to work at either Frog or IDEO. Um, and Frog was my number one choice always because they had the back of ID Mag. Um, if you guys don't remember in ID Mag, it was a. I very, love
0: that magazine. I miss that magazine.
1: It was it, it was it was formative during uh, during my time as a young student and uh, a young designer, and so you know for me the, the best design work was coming out of these two studios. And I, uh, I I made a portfolio, and I purposely, in order to stand out, I designed the portfolio to be extremely long and thin. And mm-hmm. back then, you don't just send over a URL you send over a binded printed portfolio and you put it in the mail and you send it to the best studios that you dream to work at. And I purposely made it super long and skinny so that it cost quadruple the amount to ship. And I shipped my portfolio to every studio at Frog Design in California and also to IDEO. And I was lucky enough to to meet with both studios. And more importantly, uh, when I flew out to meet with Frog Design, Um, I was lucky enough to get an offer right out of school. I had only worked at another firm for a couple of years as a co-op intern student. So I did have a couple of years under my belt designing products for like Brookstone and Black & Decker and those things as an intern slash junior designer. Um, But Frog Design took uh, a chance on me as this Canadian young man, uh, 22, 23 years old. Um, and, And I got my dream job right out of school. And it was 11 years that I stayed at Frog Design, and I worked under some of the most amazing uh, creatives in the world, Hartmut Esslinger, the founder mm-hmm. of Frog, and he probably wouldn't want me to say grandfather design, but a <laughs>
0: of design. I think what um, in our last design summit, Hart, Hartmut was there, and he had some great. We were just riffing on some great topics. It's just what a founder. And you were at Frog, you were there 11 years, you moved from being an industrial designer, senior designer, associate creative director to creative director. Before obviously the next chapters of your career, any advice for someone young listening to that, how do I make such a rapid advancement in my career within a design consultancy? And and rightly so, that's a different time than today. But still, there's something to how consultancies run in, you know, and how you evolve, everybody evolves as a creative professional. And it's they not like, what do you think? Me? I mean, what
1: I would say is to anyone listening who is young and getting into their career, they're, they're hearing 11 years at Frog Design, are you crazy? 11 I mean, years at any place, that makes no sense. Does, uh, it doesn't
0: make sense these days, does it? <laughs> <because> it was at <laughs> the time,
1: but at the same time, I, I'm also somewhat of an anomaly. Even all of my other uh, peers, they would often stay, you know, four years max and leave. And again, these days, like four years, that's a long time. Um, you know, it's every couple of years people jump. So, um, but when you're lucky enough to continue to evolve yourself and learn and take on new challenges um, and learn from the best of the best within different disciplines of design, apartment with industrial design first and foremost, moving into strategy, moving into the business and entrepreneur side, I got to see all of that. And I've always had this dream of starting my own company. At the time, it was, I wanted to start my own frog design. I wanted to start my own consultancy. Um, so I was able to watch and learn over those years. And in that decade from 2000 to 2011, the world changed and you know the world is changing even faster now. But at that time, the world was finally embracing dot-com and digital and what is all this, virtual digital metaverse right metaverse was coined in 1992 so even back then we weren't talking about it now it's a completely different story so imagine over 11 years as an industrial designer learning not only how to advance my skills as an industrial designer and product developer shipping products for some of the best clients I was lucky there I I also got um, an on-the-ground learning of you know, what is digital design? What is service design? What is being an entrepreneur? And over those 11 years, I was able to hone my skills mm-hmm. and build my experience whilst also, I think, adjusting what my, my desires were in my personal career moving forward. So, my mm-hmm. desires in 2000 as a 23 year old boy was very different than in 2011 as a somewhat young man <laughs> with some experience on his belt. Well.
0: There's so ne- so many different career paths and trajectories. And it, you know it's funny because today you're right. Creative professionals, what four years is like long tail, right? And yet it's interesting. Let me tell you, I think you've seen this because you've been on that management side. I hear from so many hiring managers and corporations that don't understand design and they wonder, why isn't someone at one place for 20 years? Why isn't someone at some place 15, 10 years? And they don't understand the creative mindset. Now on the other side, I think it's absolutely valid if you found learning and growth, and look at where it's taking you today. And we're gonna we're gonna unpack all of that today too. Well, as much time as we can fit in here, you've learned so much from that experience. So there, that merited investing in that right it, that amount of time. because you've been on the consultancy side, leading as a result, and gone corporate. And, and it's fascinating. I've gone back and forth. So uh, to me. As long as you've got, you received some growth, learning, um, it validated that time.
1: My, my bounce back and forth between consulting, corporate, entrepreneurship is by design. So that that um, when I look back, I of course did I plan out exactly as it as it came to fruition? No, but that is by design. Um, I think as creatives um, in general, designers, artists, people who. Um, inventors, people who just like to make stuff and and, or make experiences for others to enjoy. I'm going to put a blanket statement out there. It's not the case for all, but um, we differ a little bit from um, others uh, and maybe in the technical field where, you know, you want to get in deep and you just sit there and you're able to like work and solve problems. We're able to do that. But what's great about also us is we also have a short attention span. Um, We always are looking for what's next. I'm speaking for myself and projecting clearly. Mm. Uh, and I'm, I'm able, to, when I get in really deep, <laughs> I love to get in deep, but then I like to get out and go, you know what? What's the next problem I can solve? Or how can I make that better? How can I make that better? And that looks broken, so let's fix that. And, and so everything in my entire life has been that way, my career included. And though 11 years at Frog Design, when I look back, I'm like, wow, that was a long time. It doesn't, I didn't have the same job that entire time. And I did reinvent myself at that company every two to three years. And I was able to do a lot of travel and learn from a lot of people. And I've done that ever since, even beyond Frog, I've still done that. And the places that I have been or companies I've started, I have stayed at least generally between two to five years, which is still a long time. And yet, even within those smaller journeys, um, I've reinvented myself so many times. And I think it's because we have this this, um, insatiable curiosity as designers that we just, we want to find what's next and be able to see that and then then build upon that.
0: You know what, um, I see this in a lot with a lot of creative professionals that I meet, right? I think we're so in tune to what you know, it, diving, be, be able, the ability to see such complex differing uh, insights and bring it all together, right, and dive deep. But you're right, at the same time, I think creatives were so cognizant of what resonates with us or not and, and, you know, following that passion. And I think that's something that's very unique to creative. Well, I, I think that the people in different places in different industries have that kind of um, broad range you know, ability. So it's interesting.
1: They do. Um, and also, many don't. And I think that's where we can also, yeah. as creatives, understand our difference. And it's not to say one's better or one's worse. Mm-hmm. You need all types of people to do all types of jobs and all yeah. and, 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 and advance the world that we live in together. Um, our job as designers and creatives, I think, is uh, to follow our passion, to continue to inspire those who may need us to. of drive some of that Um, and we need them to help us potentially implement the long tail because as designers you know for me as an industrial designer shipping a product from first napkin sketch all the way to the final production through to the original thought was oh through final production and shipping no through awareness through marketing through branding through selling through all the way around back so that it creates this full circle and you know as young designers we're taught to think about that Mm -hmm. but until you go through that entire process at least once you don't realize how many pitfalls and how many learnings you might have that might also inspire you to take on problems in other areas within that circular path Um, and I think for designers industrial designers I would say classically, we're like, oh, we, we sketch, we design, we solve problems, we work with engineers, we ship product, but it's so much more than that. And I think in the creation of product and experience, um, the world has now changed, as I mentioned before. So Web3, everything that we're, we're doing now has a completely different potential outcome uh, depending on where you apply yourself and where your interest lies. Um, the world's our oyster right now as creative professionals. Um, and it's just all about it's all on us to just continue to to not only stay curious but ignore your fears and take the deep dive and see what happens
0: today this time right now post pandemic talk about and i and we've mentioned this in different i love how you've motion how you've rich pointed at this particular moment in time i mean if you think about it as creators we're moving Others through change, right? To your point, inspiring them, showing them how to do it, um, solving those problems for them, developing the system for them to move through something, whether it's a product, a service, a culture, right? And, you know, when it comes to change, I, I think of this more so now as a coach people don't want change. They don't want change. They want the advancement, they want that new environment, but they don't want to move through that change. Right? So as creatives, I remember who was it that I was talking to a uh, design leader or saying, sometimes our clients don't want that change, but now the world has changed on everyone and companies and businesses everywhere need solutions and designers, creatives, we're the best ones um, equipped, right? Educated to know how to bring them through this, this uh, discover how to evolve and how to survive in that new space. So this is to me, absolutely probably the best time ever to be a creative
1: i agree uh, we're we're far less siloed than we once were i i mean starting my career I was very sil- i felt very siloed and now just the world is our oyster i think we are the best educated for it and the best mentally prepared for it because our education and preparedness has opened our minds because we are creatives. We love to think broadly. We're very inclusive um, as a profession and as a people that I think because of that, we're open to listening. User research is part of what we do. Um, Understanding users and experience and developing what's better for them is part of what we do. So we listen and we take the listenings and we don't just listen and then report back. What we do is we take and we take the listings, we take what we've heard, and we then synthesize them and make them into something better for others and ourselves. And I think that's why we are the best equipped to also not only lead, but potentially learn. Um, Learn from all of the people that you see right now on um, Discord, on all of the channels that you're, you're listening to right now regarding crypto, regarding NFTs am learning about truly, how are people navigating this new space? How is this new space developing? It's a completely virtual world that is now bringing in the physical, right? It's slowly like bringing in the physical. And, and so for me as a person and as a head of a company who creates physical things, I'm now learning from those who are not designers, but Discord trolls, like I'm learning about how they market their NFT drops whatever you know, they're doing to hype something up. The reasons why, there, there's so many things that I think as designers that we can do to help. But I think the only way we can help is by listening and really always just having our ear to the ground to understand what's happening so that we can truly navigate this new world. It's, it's truly the first year of my life that I, I looked at my friend and I said, wow, I feel like I'm getting old. <laughs> um, this whole web 3 thing—it's the first time. I'm a, I'm a young man at heart. Okay, I have yeah. a 20-plus year history and <laughs> in career, and and I feel oh, I, I finally made it. I'm an expert, and it's the first year that I realized I'm wait a minute, uh, I'm no longer an expert because the world is changing. So, um, how do I evolve myself? So it's it's, it's a wonderful time and a, and a crazy time to be to be living in design.
0: Being able to recognize how the world is changing and what we're needing to learn to grow and, and evolve with the times and and be and stay current, that's something that's so important for everyone, right? Um, and something that you stated earlier that got me, I have a question for you about this. You had made a statement that as a designer, our traditional notions as creatives is that, you know, you, you come up with an idea, you sketch, what did you say, you sketch an idea all the way to final production. Um, And there was no, you mentioned no awareness of marketing, branding, and selling, right? And I kind of think that designers love that phrase, design it and they will come, (laughs) you know, when it's not always about that, because sometimes you do need to, you know, there's other things beyond that. And so can you talk a little bit about your awareness now, what branding, marketing, positioning, selling, what that's all about, market share, right?
1: Field of Dreams, that movie that you referenced, Build It and They Will Come. Every young designer needs to just watch that and then realize that's complete fiction. Um, there, are no, there is no such thing as Build It and They Will Come. Uh, and I, I've learned that the hard way over 22 years of designing stuff. And what looks like an overnight success is never an overnight success. A bored ape is not an overnight success. You know, they, oh, you know, I wish i bought an ape. Uh, and then now it's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's a grind. That is a complete marketing banana. Yeah. All of the things that they're doing to make it hot, to make it unique, to make it rare. It's, it's incredible, the amount of effort that goes into that. And the art itself is actually a very simple, it's the most simple part of it. Uh, the marketing is actually the hardest part. Uh, and the same thing goes with physical product.
0: Products, services, Businesses, individuals—I <laughs> like do. I see the same thing in our in our coaching and the work that we do. Right? You craft a history. How do you evolve it? Right? It's the same thing in the business community.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. All of it ties in, and uh, you think that um, you know when you do something small that it, it doesn't make a difference. But you know, as long as you move the big rock, you move the big rock into the right spot. It can tip the scale and all those small rocks will roll around it. Mm. Don't always focus on the little rocks. Just remind yourself, what am I trying to do five to 10 years out? 10 years is even too far. I can't even look that far out. Five years out, what's my big rock? And then all the little rocks will come around and then you'll be able to deal with all of them. But you can't do that. You can't. You literally cannot forge your path by dealing with all the small rocks. You just have to know that they're there and know that you will be able to deal with them. And, and so for me in my path, my big rock was I want to ship a lot of product. And that was my first 10-year goal. So through Frog Design, through to Ammunition, um, working on some of, uh, in, in my career, some of the, the biggest name products. I got lucky to work on Beats by Dre with Jimmy and Dre at Ammunition. I got to work with Jack Dorsey on all the Square products when Square was relatively a startup. Um, yeah. Now it's kind of synonymous with all payments, right? So you kind of take it for granted at the time. You like, you're Oh, this is cool. You know, design a little white box and it plugs in or make it, make it wireless. Like that's the thing, but all of that, I, I was able to achieve all of those things from my early days, all through my consulting years, by knowing my big rock was I want to learn how to do consulting and do it really, really well. I want to design a lot of great product. And, uh, I want to make sure that it touches millions and millions of people in the right way, um, that they'll enjoy using these products. Uh, and I can make a name for myself as a designer. And that was my, my big rock for the first, like half of my career. Uh, and my second half has, has been very different. Um, I've set a new big rock for myself. And in the second half, I've learned a lot more. I've touched on a lot of the small rocks around that big rock. Um, early on, it was about learning about digital learning about strategy and, and understanding you know, partnerships and, and dealing with clients. But in my second half now, it's I, I decided to make a bigger move, which was more corporate and entrepreneurship. And that's a, that was a huge shift for me. And that's where I learned about um, the power of marketing, the power of all of the, the, the huge uh, groups and, and dollar bills around this first rock that I was trying to create, which is great. make the best product and they will come you know, design a pair of Beats and people will buy it? No, no one's going to buy a pair of plastic headphones. Um, No matter how beautiful and how sexy the packaging is and and how well they sound, they're not going to buy it. Everything around that, and that was a great transition point for me, was Beats by Dre, where um, truly what made Beats successful um, was not necessarily the product design. Uh, It was all the marketing that Jimmy did around it where he used his network to put a pair of beats on every single famous person because they all owed him favors. And um, if he asked them to do that, he would then support them and it's kind of a give take. And that's what often marketing is. It's not just paying to play, it's leveraging who you know uh, for the benefit of what you've created. So everyone wins and it gains awareness and then moves down the funnel to eventual conversion. And that was the first time in my career at that point, 2012, pre-Apple buying Beats, that I understood the power of marketing. Like I saw it firsthand. And as a I working for clients, the client always handled the marketing. Uh, they were like, oh yeah, we sell phones through the carrier or like the, the Nokia phones we would design, or Motorola phones, or we worked for Disney. Disney did all the marketing, so it's black box. It's Disney, of course. No, 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 I saw it firsthand. So from there-
0: You saw it firsthand.
1: I've learned, and now I understand the power of it, and how it can affect what you create, and and the efficacy of it, the awareness of it, and its, its eventual success. Very have, good uh, I, answer to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, so much to talk about there! I oh. love that you um, just that insight, right? Have that experience watching this product that you designed, right? You design something, and they should come, but no, realizing the other pivotal aspect of this. And I do, I do think that something has to be done, designed well for people to really continue to adopt it, right? And love it. And, and we'll get to that topic in a second. But, it, but you're right, the other half of this is, I think out there consumers, there's this fast following where they need to follow, who, you know, who's adopting this, right? What, who's accepting this, right? Market uh, acceptance. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you're noticing. It's fascinating, the balance of the, the different elements of successful business.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, acceptance of product is a whole, is even the next step beyond marketing. Because you can market anything. If you have an amazing marketing machine, you could market almost anything. If you have the funds and you have the right team doing it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I would say the true exceptional products out there that have done very well are the ones who marry great design, great experience, great follow through and execution to great marketing message, simple marketing message, literally caveman marketing message. That's, um, that's what I've learned. Uh, If you watch any commercial or any um, successful marketing campaign, almost all of them are true caveman simple because you have, it's not because people are stupid. People are actually, the consumer is quite smart. The consumer can sniff out a fake in a second. And that's why they have to be caveman simple so that within a period of one to three seconds, someone can see what you're doing, get it, go, yeah, that looks interesting for me. I see how that fits in my life. Okay, let me learn more. Literally that's it. and the whole learn more, that means you already at least got them. The Facebook yeah. ads you spent, the amount of money you spent on Facebook ads was worth it. When you're building product, you'll eventually learn uh, that the funnel is, is probably the death of most products. Uh, the amount of money that Facebook has, has been able to garner based on their platform to drive awareness for product on top of all the other activations you have to do. Moving down through Google to Amazon, um, truly like in AdWords, et cetera, all the money you spent in that funnel, um, you just keep re-hitting people, re-hitting people. And, and if you don't have a great product and, or at least interesting enough product for them to go, Oh, that could fit in my life. No matter what money you spend, what great marketing team you have, it's wasted money. All of your, all of your funds are, are being put down the drain. And they're probably not even either they're your your, your, their, your bootstrap funds yeah. Or they're your investor's funds. And then you'll have someone to, to answer to, which is even worse.
0: It's amazing. And all that I've learned in working with corporations, consultancies and watching what they've built and even watching businesses and, you know, small businesses and watching how you build that, it's just fascinating the how powerful and critical marketing is. But you're right, without the right product, people can sniff that out. So that gets me to talk about, I, I wanna know, You know, I wanna talk about what you're doing now because you've been in this space, you've seen everything that's being out there and you um, are now leading Palm, right? And you're, you know, let's talk about your headphones, right? And your ear pods that you guys are developing. I mean, what what got you to say, hey, there's, this is, it's a saturated market but there's something here that needs to be made.
1: You know, for, for us, uh... As uh, a new company that is a revival of a um, historic brand, um, it's been an amazing journey, and and I can I can kind of get into our product portfolio and how we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, as I mentioned earlier, I've always wanted to start a company I, since I was uh, a young designer. You know, seeing the original Palm Pilot. Um, And just looking at that product and thinking wow this is incredible this is an actual real thing this is back in 98 um 97. the Ideo designed the palm five which is my official favorite palm i had it (laughs) and i held on
0: to it i love the keyboards i love the little stylus pen and
1: (laughs) incredible like truly innovative stuff um we were lucky enough since launching palm i'll just jump quickly forward to me don dubinsky jeff hawkins the ones who Um, founded the original Palm. We spent time with them. They brought us over to their their new startup. They're still together, working together on stuff. We had lunch, a a round table. It was incredible just to commiserate, talk, share stories about their early Palm days and how it very much mirrors my Palm right now in product development, um, the ways that we we have to navigate in order to develop product. Things of course are, are, are different but overall in the baseline, same stories. It's, it's crazy how we continue to repeat history. And you know, for, for me, I've, I've done a lot of work in mobile. Um, I've designed a lot of phones, accessories, wearables. Um, when I went to Samsung, that was my kind of beginning of my second chapter in, in my second rock, which is like, okay, I need to get out of consulting um, in order to open my mind. And that's the thing is complacency will kill a designer. Always,
0: yes. I love that line and I hope everybody remembers that, complacency will kill a designer. It's absolutely true. I've seen that happen to people at different stages in their career,
1: right? It happened happen anytime. And uh, and it's happened to me over the course of the last 22 years, it's happened to me countless times. And so I've had to like wake myself up and go, okay, I, I'm doing the same thing again. Now, okay, how many times do I have to design the same thing, do this, this B2, B3, V 4 of, Let's do something else um, and and it's not just for myself but um, but truly I, I think uh, in the end the world benefits from from people like us deciding to take on risk and challenges because we are the types of people who are designing the next for everyone we're designing stuff for millions of people people around the world and not everyone has the wherewithal or desire to do that so, We kind of have an onus upon ourselves if you have this interest or creativity or talent um, or desire to to keep reinventing yourself. And it not only benefits you, but it benefits everyone. We wouldn't have cell phones. We wouldn't have the internets. We wouldn't have all these things. Elon Musk wouldn't exist and the Steve Jobs, all the famous guys creating stuff if it weren't for people like us, because they are in essence, designers like us and and innovators. Um, So it's, it's kind of upon us. Um, for me, uh, Samsung was a proving ground because I had never worked in corporate. It was my first time being on the other side of the fence. Um, and, and I'd always been on the frog design or ammunition side. And this is my first time going into the belly of the beast. And for any of the people watching who are considering corporate, I would highly uh, advise doing it. I'm not saying stay in it forever, but you must try everything. Um, it's the the Baskin Robbins 31 flavors if you don't try it you have no idea yes Um, and you know uh, me being uh, you know I'm half Asian so I'm the first person to say if you you know I eat all of the 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 funny the funny meats you know (laughs) all of the all of the the crazy stuff like tripe and everything but if you don't try it you don't know you you try tripe you never know might open your mind I love tripe tripe is like corporate you got to try it you may love it. You may
0: hate it. <laughs> all right. There's your tagline. Try corporate is like tripe. <laughs> I'm gonna write that. Down. By the way, I forgot that you're Hapa. I mean, like we talk all the time, and I forgot my son's Hapa. It's just funny. Yeah, yes. um, yeah. The the different, you know, historical traditions that you're used to, right? And what a what an interesting analogy, corporate and consultancy. There, there's something that you learn in being in each environment, absolutely, and it fuels you even more. When you go back to whatever direction you you know, you're more aware of what it takes. The whole system of creation, design, right? It takes corporate. It takes consultancy.
1: The the size of Samsung is is overwhelming. It's uh, it's the largest consumer electronics company in the world. There are 64 companies in Samsung, and consumer electronics is the number one company of all 64. And and when I got the job to um, be head of design and run a studio in San Francisco that was focused on the future of the company. Um, our goal was truly um, inspire HQ, inspire what's happening, the product design at HQ. And my uh, my partner now, my and co-founder, Paul Dennis, uh, he and I worked at Samsung together. And at Samsung, before starting our company, we, we learned how to work together. And this is a story of also, finding the right partners in life. No matter what you're going through, you're going to go through roller coasters of experiences. But finding the person that you can do that with, that you can trust, and balance one another out, and leverage one another's skill sets and um, ways of thinking um, to experience that together is of utmost importance.
0: And when you say Dennis, you know, finding that counterpart, that balance—was he not creative? Was he engineering? Was he product management? What was Dennis's kind of background coming to... Dennis's
1: background is also creative, but um, he comes from the digital side. Mm -hmm. So he worked at the likes of Google. Um, He he did a lot of stuff. He worked on Google Docs and and Gmail and those types of products. So very, very digital focused. Worked his way into, into hardware. And that's where we have this kind of overlap kinship. I started on the side of industrial design, physical... I love stuff and then work my way into digital and design strategy and business. And so that's where we have the dovetail. So we're, we have an understanding and also a difference of background and the way we think is also different beyond just experience. Experience is just what you've done, but the way of thinking is we also dovetail. Uh, we can come together and riff, but also completely see the opposite side and come with differing opinions um, which leads to some conflict, but it's healthy conflict because without that, uh, all of my ideas are not great, <laughs> even though I'd like to imagine they are. They're not, and not all of his ideas are great. Right. Um, all of watching watching's ideas are great. You you need the balance. You need to talk to um, you know your counsel, your trusted people that you believe are smart and can and can show you new ideas or, or new paths for your ideas to take on new life. So. Um, he and I worked together at Samsung for four plus years. We flew to Korea f- for 40 times, 42 times together. So imagine once per month for four years, 42 times I went to Korea, we had a lot of bulgogi, <laughs> a lot of soju, and, uh, and also changed the, the direction of that studio that we were leading from being a concept studio into a shipping design development, and marketing studio. And that's where I truly gained the confidence to start my own firm. Was over those four years, we shipped over 16 products all around the phone. um, Some even within the home where we designed the very first smartwatches and three thereafter. The very first wireless earbuds before AirPods, before all. The very first ones, Icon X, and three or four thereafter, all the way to the Galaxy Buds. We designed the entire audio line for Samsung, the entire level line branded it, named it and helped ship it with Gwen Stefani doing our launch with it. So like we learned so much during those four years that it gave me the confidence and gave him the confidence to together go, all right, to the end of 2016, beginning of 17, this is it, we're gonna do it for ourselves. And that's where Palm started.
0: Wow, oh my God, it's just so much. In- so many um, impressive pieces to that story. You know, you just talking about finding the right partners and the your allies, right? There is that you know you think about you watch I, you watch I love watching those documentaries about bands and how they started, the Queen or you know how he oh, left well,
1: Mercury?
0: Yeah, Bright Mercury when he there's a point where he left his band. And he tried to do it on his own, or he tried even meet, um, playing with other people. And there, and I've seen this with creatives. You're, you know, there's there's a balance of how you, exactly how you articulated, it, how you can offset each other and support and riff off of each other. But then there's enough where the, you know there's enough difference to bring so much to the table. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful and it's amazing what you really what you guys have developed together as a result. Thank you. Yeah. So that's uh,
1: that takes us to the next chapter where we created. We've created a number of products thus far um, and continue to create more. And when you do it for yourself, it is a a wholly different endeavor. Um, So, you know, the beginning of my career was consulting. I watched people do it. I did, it. I designed stuff for them and then watched them take it to market. At Samsung, I was able to do kind of soup to nuts in that it was truly like napkin sketch idea, like on a hotel-like pad like, this would be a great next concept for the next audio product. We should do truly wireless buds. I, I literally drew that on a nap, on a, on a, like a, a Ritz-Carlton um, little, like, notepad, yeah. one. And like, we need to invest in this. And we and we did it and we ended up shipping it with with the engine that is Samsung. And you have a lot of support because it, again, Samsung, their, their goal is to ship more phones. And so there is a desirability to, um, invest in, you know, all of these like superfluous products that help sell phones. Um, so you get the engine going
0: yeah, you. Yeah.
1: when you start your own company, it's a very different thing because now you're funding it yourself. Um, you're finding investors, you're developing the narrative, you're doing everything yourself and you're no longer just the designer. You're now, um, you know, you're, you're raising money from venture capitalists. Um, you are uh, the head engineer, you're head of legal, you're head of HR, you're sales, you're head of channel and operations, um, you're head of brand, uh, you're head of, you know, performance ads and marketing, you're he- literally head of everything, and you're also the janitor, like, of your studio, and, and you, you pay bills for the studio, you pay people's, you know, salaries, and you're taking care of them, because um, they, you have employees, and they're truly, your responsibility now versus, well, you know, I hired them on my team, so they're my family. It's it's very different when it's truly your responsibility to take care of them.
0: Yeah, you you turn off the lights at night, and I, I love your reference to, like, you're running the company, you're leading, you're, you know, everything, you know, HR, channels, operations, and janitor. So, <laughs> wow.
1: Yes, I mean, I, I, I was the one swiffering the floor. Uh, I was the one, you know, finding the studio space. We ended up having... amazing we've had a couple of amazing loft spaces in soma and buying furniture and getting it set up and assembling it you're the one doing it yeah um it's a very thankless job but no matter what every allen key you use to like screw every little bolt into every desk that you've purchased for your team to work on and they they work and you have fun and you make jokes and you ship product and you come up with brilliant ideas and you brainstorm you bring on some of the best partners it's all worth it it's a thousand percent worth it if that is your dream um and you know for me we, we we were lucky enough to have the palm brand and that was a very interesting thing every startup typically starts with oh you know we're going to come up with our own brand name and that's that's the thing we were lucky that we had an idea for this product which was a very small secondary device that you can it's it's like a streaming ipod that's fully connected so you don't need to bring this beast with you everywhere. You can right. just put this in your pocket. Um, and it was a great idea. Investors loved it. So much so that we went to China and um, to get an investor uh, and manuf- to get a manufacturer, they not only said, yes, we want to manufacture this concept that you have, which was just a PowerPoint. Yeah. said, we also not only do want to be your manufacturer strategically, we want to be one of your investors too. So they also gave us cash um, for equity. And they said we have this third thing, which is the palm brand. And our one of our investors, TCL, had bought the palm brand from HP when they had put it on ice. And so that's how in one trip we got nation to oh, wow. China and we traded going to Korea once a month for four years. Over the last four, going to China once a month. So I've logged almost 40 trips to China. And the only time it stopped was because of COVID. Um, And that has changed completely the way we work now. Um, But it's been in the same road.
0: (laughs) Talk about, well, you know, I'm thinking being at the right place at the right time and and to capture such a legacy brand. I mean, uh, uh, my recognition, recollection of Palm and I know so many people, there's such fondness to that brand, you know, identity and where that plays in that consumer electronics CES world for us, right? But it's also about diligence. I'm hearing at the same time, the diligence and the persistence and the tenacity of, and commitment to knowing what that long tail goal was and just constantly moving down that road, right? Yeah. Again, that piece of the story that a lot of people don't hear about, they hear the highlights, right? It's yeah. just amazing. Did well, that's the
1: second the- big rock that, you're, that I was talking about. That second big rock in the second half of my career has been to truly create something all reasons for success are because I worked hard and uh, failures are also because I didn't work hard enough. Um, And, and I think, you know, when you're in a corporate environment, you can work very hard and be successful. uh, But there's just so much out of your control. I wanted at one point in my career to try to make sure everything is within my control and everything's on my shoulders. So anything that goes wrong uh, and believe me, not everything has gone right. um, It's also on my shoulders. And so uh, to live through that experience is uh, is more important than one can can describe as a I think
0: what I'm hearing in this journey for you, Howard, is you've throughout all your experiences, you've just collected yeah. and built up all these uh, such a broad range of expertise, so that now that you're building your own company, you have the wherewithal to know how to let's say iterate through these. You're right nothing ever goes right perfectly. This is life, this is business, this is reality. And it's when those things don't go right, it's making that right decision on how do we iterate through this correctly, right?
1: That's right, how do you pivot quickly? How do you pivot? How do you uh, turn lemons into lemonade? How how do you navigate through a global pandemic? You know, we, we aren't uh, a company that has a SaaS model where, you know, you can like, You know microsoft has been able to do or you know zoom or any of these companies where with the SaaS model they've been able to succeed Uh, we created a a product of its time which was in pre-pandemic life we were all addicted to these and we're all losing our eyesight and just it's like literally the worst and best device on earth we designed we designed something that was the antidote for it and it was super successful. We launched, we had 7 billion impressions online. Stephen Curry is one of our investors and has become part wow. of our, our family. It's, it, it's been the most crazy ride. To ship something like this takes tens of millions of dollars and many, many, many nights of, um, of sleeplessness that I, I, I can't even begin to describe on one podcast. Uh, perhaps one day I'll write a, a book
0: the podcast on it on the different aspects of
1: it it's, it's insanity and uh and the thing is i'm i'm better for it as a designer and as a man and as a person and you also have to now pivot because of covid people don't necessarily need a small screen everyone could care less about their tech addiction anymore that is not even a conversation i'm happy to be addicted to my device because my device connects me to people in the world that i can no longer be face to face with i can't come and see you and hang out because of of the pandemic, we're stuck. And so we're doing this. Um, And that is the case with me and my team and my loved ones. And so life has changed, which means the industry changes, but it breeds new opportunities. And so how do you you negotiate that? And for us, it was, okay, don't triple down on the small device. We still have it and it's for sale on Amazon, Um, but we started to go into accessories. Let's build the ecosystem around. And we have all these ideas and thoughts around health, wellness, and a lightweight lifestyle around mobile, and so the, the buds are our first one. You can also buy them on our You can buy them on Amazon. They're awesome. They're like literally the best um, sound quality, noise canceling, and the first of a number of other products
0: that we're going to come out with
1: around the device. I
0: love it. I love what we're. I love your history and how it's brought you today to today, and look at what you've been able to create and develop and produce now for the world, and just another inspiring story for everyone listening, you know, while the pandemic did exist, it's just pushed you to come up and look at new solutions that you need to develop. I love this. I love it. There's so much that you've shared. There's so many different directions. I can take this. What do you think for creative, you know, for creative professionals today, this is such a unique time. What do you think designers need to be aware of? How can we play a role in this world today? You know, just from right now, what's changed? Yeah. Uh, beyond whether it's your business, but I mean, in, in the world that you've been in, I mean, I know there's some fascinating people that you work with. By the way, you're, you're one of the few designers, I know a lot of designers go, he gets to play with all these celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do
1: get to do that um, because uh, it's it's by design. Yeah. and it's it's something that i'm interested in because uh, i like to learn from other people who have achieved greatness to me that's how i get inspired uh, the ways i get inspired are, are fairly simple i love to travel uh, so my partner Lindsay and i we travel as much as humanly possible i used to growing up i grew up uh, of simple means so it was all about gathering stuff i loved stuff i wanted new cars and new stuff and new ornamental things the coolest of this. I, I care less about that now. Um, I care only about the right things in life. And if I have it, it's what I truly love. And otherwise I can discard it or not, or not go for it. Right now I, I collect experiences. And so when we travel together, it's truly a moment for us to connect with one another, um, to think broadly about our relationship and um, things that are affecting us. She is also a tech professional and an extremely successful woman. So I get inspired by her and listening to her stories. And she, she gives me you know, advice all the time about what I should do here or there, depending on what situation we're in in the company. So it's, it's this very like symbiotic relationship where I think you know, if, um, if, if I was to look just broadly across, the most important thing in life is truly just experiences and, and gaining more and more of that varied experiences and if you can find someone to do that with where they're willing to take those risks like let's let's, let's go here or go there or do something that's out of our comfort zone mm-hmm. at a moment's notice You know, we don't we can't all be afforded that i i, I respect and, and regard that but if you can and you have the ability don't choose the couch and don't choose instagram buy the flight or get in your car and go you know what i mean um, and you won't you won't regret it because that is truly what will open your mind up to to new new opportunities in life just because when you go somewhere guess what you never know who you're going to meet who you're going to talk to you're going to have a conversation with somebody on the other side of the world and they're going to go blah 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 and you're going to go
0: oh my god I never thought about that like it's that basic yeah.
1: and, and I, also-
0: I love that you keyed in on experiences and I think that the, the world has caught up. Everybody is realizing how important it is. I mean, there's such a, you know, minimalistic trend going on and, and this pandemic has caused us to realize who do we really want to spend time with? And I love that challenge that you give to people. Yet don't stay on your couch. I mean, it is those shared experiences, going to new environments that you're right. When you're in a new environment, it changes your perspective of how you see things. And when you have that dialogue with someone you never thought you'd, meet right their experience share it's just opens your eyes Um,
1: and we know that it's difficult during the pandemic and and yeah yeah. you know i have my own issues with that you know because that's that is how i get inspired is by traveling not just for vacation but traveling for work Uh, as i've mentioned in the last eight years i've traveled to asia 80 times every trip i learned something new because i met a new engineer i saw a new technology or went to a business deal that went sideways and I had to figure out how to, to make it work. Or we mm-hmm. sat in a room to figure out finances with one of our investors that took all day and all night. And in doing that, I've, I've learned resilience. And when you when you own your own business or you're creating a product or you're, you're just venturing into something, you have to have resilience. And if you just dip your toe in, I guarantee you will not be successful. You will not swim by dipping a toe in. You just gotta go in. and. Guess what? You're not going to drown. And if you do drown, um, guess what? There's resuscitation out there. So you'll be fine.
0: Well, and it's about going through, it's going the distance, yeah. continuing to iterate find the alliances to help you go through that process. Side note, I love, you know, you and I connect on social. And I love watching you and your partner. You guys are just such a beautiful, it's like a catalog watching you guys <laughs> trip around the world. Um, and just to that point, I, everyone should be fortunate enough to have someone I love. Like I, I love just my experience shared with my husband that I've been able to take him wherever, like all the adventures that we've been on, right? To, to find a partner that can do that. They can share have the similar interests. Yeah. I you know, feel sorry for people when they don't have those similar interests that you can share and have that dialogue and wow, what, what are we doing here? Where we just go through, what did we just experience? How beautiful is that?
1: And also um, having the patience for one another too, because it's not always flowers, right?
0: Yes, talk about
1: iteration through business life and relationships. Right, and well, I'm a business professional, so is she. We're both in the design field. Yeah. So we both have uh, opinions about design and creativity. We have both opinions about business and she works a set of hours that are different than mine. And, and so you, you just, it's all about that balance of, of knowing who are the people in your life that you can trust and yeah. be inspired by and, and, and have the patience and wherewithal to, to know, okay, uh, I'm better because of this person. You know, for me, I I, I value that tremendously. I think it's a large part of, of why my career, when I look back, I've made the right decisions and the right points because I've had the right counsel with me, um, her or, you know, my co-founder Dennis, whoever it might be at that time, Um you really trust your, your inner circle that can help you adjust your perspective. You know, sometimes we get, we end up getting stuck within our own minds a little too deep um, and we don't. We're afraid to take that jump, and sometimes you just need a little outward perspective, external perspective to Wow, get you in gear.
0: Thank you, Howard, for taking us on this existential road of life. <laughs> Wellness well, <it's>, <laughs> yeah. uh, mindset, right? I love it. Who thought that we would get into all this? This yeah. is what it takes, guys. This is what happens when you move through your life in this way and see your your creative process, designing your life. I love it. It's been
1: fun for me too, because I never get to also reflect back. I always look, I'm looking forward to too much. I'm always looking forward. And now this is like a time to sit back and like, look back and go, wait, why did I do that? Oh yes. So I I appreciate you just even taking the time and asking me to be a part of this. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. I love that you've been able to share this with everyone. Um, just so that others can be inspired as well, right? So where can people find you? I guess we can they can look you up on LinkedIn and we'll have your information down below um, in the descriptions of the podcast. Yeah. Howard, thank you thank so you. much. It's been so much fun sharing this with everyone.
1: It's been my pleasure and uh, I've really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Any questions, message me, hit me up on LinkedIn, anything.
0: Okay, great.
1: Thank you, Angela.
0: Welcome everyone for joining us for another just so much fun, these conversations, right? The life, the world of design, and the people, the amazing people like Howard in this world. So, this is just yet another po- episode of Designing Futures. And just so you guys know, we, for us, you know, Howard, you represent someone who's really led such a creative path within this world, really leading in design within the corporate world, consultancy world. Um, next episode we're gonna have, you know, being able to be in this industry, we've seen the people who are recognizable luminaries, beautiful, amazing startups, um, passionate I- initiatives. And there's also people that we know that have been such integral parts of this industry, but behind the scenes. And someone else that we wanted to talk about and in invite to the stage, in our next call, uh, I'm sorry, in our next interview is Vicky Matranga, who has been at the Housewares Show, Housewares Association, and really her role, she's brought she's brought so many designers, young designers, such recognition through that um, award system. So we're going to talk to her and find out all of the different designers that she's brought into this industry. We'll hear what her journey's been about. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Have a great day.